Hello, listeners. Back to school season's coming up, which we know can be difficult for those going through a divorce. And this is especially true when alcohol and child safety is a concern. You know that on Divorce and Beyond, my mission includes bringing you the latest insider knowledge and information from top experts with regard to your divorce, especially during these changing times. That's why I've partnered with Soberlink to help create and offer resources to help you navigate the upcoming back-to-school season. Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring technology which was created to help prove sobriety in custody cases. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to receive real-time updates from monitored co-parents anytime, anywhere, allowing for swift intervention for improved child safety. They've helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time for peace of mind in child custody cases. Soberlink is currently offering free back-to-school and divorce packets that include an expert Q&A with me, back-to-school checklist, communication tips, and more. You can request your free packet today at www.soberlink.com backslash Susan. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I mean, when I got divorced, I was so angry for a really long time. I was angry at the world. I was angry with God. I was angry at anybody who, if it didn't go perfectly well in life, and of course, angry at my ex and angry with myself. And I really believe that it is not only normal, but anger is an emotion that you have to process. So it's really is healthy to be angry, but not for too long. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. And today we have a returning, very popular guest, Jackie's first episode on the podcast, which was, I think it was eight reasons why your ex is being a jerk and what you can do about it. Um, it, it turned out to be one of my top 10 episodes. And when I saw that she recently had an article about anger in divorce, I said, oh, ding, 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 got to get Jackie back on. So Introducing you all for those who have not met her, Jackie Pilosoff. She's the creator and editor in chief of Divorced Girl Smiling, uh, which is a site, a podcast, and an app, as well as her wonderful blog. If you are not already signed up on the site and getting the uh, blog 
uh, articles and listening to the podcast, go sign up right now to do it because Jackie has an amazing voice and really is connected to so many wonderful experts. She's also a former Chicago Tribune columnist, and she works really hard just for all my professionals out there right now. She works really hard to help connect professionals with the divorcing public. So she has a very broad, um, I, I always go back to the Rolodex, even though I know nobody probably has a Rolodex anymore. But if you need a professional, Jackie probably knows a good person for you. So good person for everyone to connect with. And I just thank you, Jackie. I, I reached out to you and said, please come on and talk about anger. And you immediately said yes. So I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Oh, anytime, Susan. Thanks so much for having me on again. I'm excited to talk about this. Well, you have an, a, a really fabulous ability to put your finger on the pulse of what people who are going through divorce are thinking and feeling, but not just identifying the thoughts and the feelings, like why your ex is being a jerk and what you can do about it or why you're angry, but also really being able to parse out information to help people first normalize their feelings because, you know, with the you know person being a jerk or being angry in your divorce, it's very normal to feel these things. But then you also always have great tips for helping people deal with it. And that's one thing you know I love in my show to make sure people listen and walk away with those great tips so they can start making some changes right away. And you have seven really good tips that we're going to cover today about dealing with your anger in divorce. So again, thank you very much. My pleasure. Love being here. So I did want to talk about anger. It really jumped out at me as a topic when I saw it in your blog, because that is something that not only do, obviously, I see as a divorce attorney and mediator all the time, but frankly, I see it in people eight years, nine years, 20 years past their divorce, where they are still so caught up in that anger stage of this process that really it's impacting their entire lives. So I really wanted to talk about it. I thought you did a wonderful job in this blog article. I will reference it in the show notes, but I wanted to talk to you about it because I thought you did such a great job breaking it out. And let's start with, because you say this at the very beginning of the article, one, it's really normal and understandable to feel angry. And you, in fact, go a step further and say, it might even be a little healthy. 100%. And it's I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't want the listeners to feel like we're judging you for being angry or that we weren't angry in our divorces. I mean, when I got divorced, I was so angry for a really long time. I was angry at the world. I was angry with God. I was angry at anybody who, if it didn't go perfectly well in life, and of course, angry at my ex and angry with myself. And I really believe that it is not only normal, but anger is an emotion that you have to process. So it's really is healthy to be angry, but not for too long. I think it's really important what you just said about you were angry with pretty much everybody, right? Including yourself. And I think that's significant for people to understand because being angry at your ex is something that I think everyone will connect with. But what I found, I had a very similar experience when I got divorced. I was definitely angry with my ex, but I was also angry at myself for, for being with my ex and staying as long as I did. Um, and I was angry at the world. And, and one thing that happened for me, I don't know if it happened for you, but 
that anger transmitted itself into my world. Whereas if, as you just said, if anything didn't go well, poor person who was dealing with me because Mm -hmm. my anger came out in a million different ways it on poor unsuspecting people in my life let alone the people who were around me that I love and care about my friends and family but poor strangers also you know if things didn't go perfectly and and that's you know that's maybe normal but once you're aware of it somebody pointed it out to me which made me aware of it, it you do start to then be able to control it um and not wreak havoc on everybody else's lives And also you bring up a good point because if you are in this anger phase, I'm talking about people listening and you feel like you're really angry at everybody and it's the beginning of your divorce and you just can't shake it, feel free to say to someone, look, this is not about you. I'm so sorry. I'm going through a hard time right now and I know I'm being a bitch or whatever. Am I allowed to say bitch? Go for it. If you're being a bitch, you're being an ass, you're being whatever, right? You know, but to you would be so surprised at how many people will appreciate you saying it's not you. It's just me and what I'm going through. They will appreciate it. And honestly, it will reframe things in your head a little bit as well. Um, and in fact, you you pointed out, and, and I felt the same way too, my anger with everybody else kind of went away. It dissolved after time. I stopped being angry at myself. I stopped being angry with the world. I stopped being angry at God. I was still pretty angry at my ex. You? Yes. Yes. For years. But there's a difference between, so I'm going to ask you, Susan, if you know anyone like this, we all know someone who after years and years and years is still talking about their divorce and how their ex left them for someone else. Like I know a woman, I cannot have a conversation with her without her bringing up something negative with her ex. And literally she's been divorced for 12 years. And nobody wants to be around that. And for people listening, I'm not saying that you can't have those feelings and those emotions from time to time, but you really don't want to share them all the time, constantly with friends and family, because guess what will happen? Nobody will want to be around you. And another example I have of this, I want to scare people so that <laughs> listen to the advice. Another example is there was this woman I knew who had a very successful retail store. Mm-hmm. Everybody shopped there. She got divorced and she was talking so negatively for so long about her ex. Her shop closed because Nobody wanted to go in there because they couldn't deal with the toxicity. And I'm not saying that nobody's going to be your friend and nobody wants to hear your problems, but they do, but not every minute, every day. And and the same thing, unfortunately, over and over and over again. I mean, you you said maybe I know someone like this. I know many someone's like that. And it's, it's, a, it's actually very sad, you know, as a divorce attorney, I, and my listeners have heard this story before, but every time we're kind of like doctors, right? You go to a cocktail party and instead of people telling me their aches and pains, I always get my sister's getting divorced. Let me tell you about that. Or I get, oh, let me tell you about my divorce. Wait till you hear this story. And I will never forget the woman who for half an hour just l- told me every little detail 
of what her ex-husband had done to her in the divorce. She had names for the woman he had had the affair with that were not, you know, very flattering. And turns out he had married that woman and they had been married. But then she told me at the end of this half hour diatribe that they had been married, dis- divorced, divorced for 27 years. Twenty, <laughs> And you were like, oh, my drink is empty. I gotta uh, go through filler. <laughs> well, and, and, uh, and he had been remarried to this woman for 20 of those years. So much, much longer, by the way, than the original marriage that she was so upset about still. And I honestly walked away from that conversation feeling so sad for her. Yes. So sad for her because frankly, obviously he had moved on and his life had gone forward, but she was still in that moment of 27 years ago. And choosing to define herself and her life by that incident. I mean, we can all choose what we want to define ourselves as right? And anger and bitterness and living in the past should not be one of those things. Well, and I think that's a key to why I thought your article was so well done, because you are not saying don't be angry or you're not entitled to be angry about some of the crappy things that might have happened or that your ex might have done or, you know, the situation in your life. You have every right to your anger, But the longer it drags out and the less you deal with that anger, the more you actually hurt yourself, not your ex, yourself. And a lot of people will say to me, I want to let it go. I just don't know how. Right. Well, so let's talk about how, because you had some fabulous um, suggestions, as I said earlier, you had seven really just, um, I thought, excellent suggestions. You know, open your mind, people. These are tape. First of all, I always tell people, grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, start taking some notes here. Um, but the first step is that you need to acknowledge that letting go doesn't mean forgetting. Right. Why do you think that's so important? So a lot of people think if, if I forget about this and not talk about this, it means that I am accepting it and forgiving him and, you know, rewriting history. And that is 100% nothing could be further from the truth. So just if you forgive, so people say, I will never forgive my ex for what he did. That's Okay. But if you forgive, think to yourself, it's going to benefit me. So forgiving your ex does not mean forgetting it happened, thinking it was okay. 100% no. It was unacceptable, whatever he did. And that's why you're divorced. But if you forgive in the sense of, I'm going to just live in the present and not think about Because what good is it going to do to think about the fact that he cheated? What good is that going to do? It's just going to hurt you and it's going to hurt your kids. So if you're willing to just brush over it, again, not pretend that it didn't happen, but just focus more on today and where you want to be in your own life. And then you'll see the anger will just fade because you'll say it's not worth it. 
It's so significant. And, and I want to go back to something that you just said in there, because I, I emphasize this for parents all the time. If you're that angry for years after your divorce, I guarantee that is going to cause conflict with your co-parent. And that is number one, top of the list for something that is going to cause problems for your kids. And you just said that, right? Your anger as righteous or correct as it may be and as entitled to it as you are, if you are continuing to stay in that place, it is going to cause conflict with your ex and that is going to hurt your kids. It's so important for parents to know that. And also, do your kids really want to see this angry, bitter mom or dad? No, they, you are leading by example. And listen, I know it's not easy to do. You might be listening, thinking, well, get in my shoes and then tell me if you wouldn't be angry. Well, guess what? I was in your shoes yeah, and I was really angry. And what I learned is when I moved on with my life, I don't even think about what my ex did anymore. I mean, okay, it's been 15 years. If I did, I would be having problems. But I do remember, and it does bother me still, but I don't even let it affect me or my life or my relationship with my ex or with the kids. I just brush right over it because now I've moved on to bigger and better things. And guess what? I've also been in relationships where I'm mad at those people too. Hey, there's no perfect relationship out there in the world, right? Another thing that we can But I learn. mean, like the guys I dated after my divorce, I have major issues and anger with them too. But then I moved on from them and went on to something else. <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, that's actually- I hope they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're now out there on an international podcast. You want to name some names and really get them? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but that's- You know, one of the things, I think this goes to your next suggestion for people too, right? Because you're, you're talking about letting go of that anger. It doesn't mean that you forget what they did. And then you're talking about sort of turning the focus, because I always say this to people, when you spend your time wallowing in that anger about what someone else did, the focus is 100% on them. They are in control. And you say, focus on you. Focus on you. I love it. I love it. Is that the next tip? Yeah. Okay. So, so I always tell people whenever you're, you, I find that people getting divorced, if their spouse is with someone already and they have all this anger, they sit around and fantasize in their mind that their ex is like blissfully happy. He's having sex right now, probably while I'm sitting on the couch watching Seinfeld or, you know, he he's off. He's so happy. And I'm sitting here alone and he's going to end up happily ever after. Notice it's all about he, this, he's doing this. Every time you have a thought about that, you almost have to tell yourself, Okay, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm going to think, who do I want to make plans with? Do I want to Facebook a couple old friends and get a get together and have some drinks? Do I want to have people over my house? Do I want to take up pickleball because everyone and their brother is playing? (laughs) You know, what what do I want to do? Because I'm healthy and I can do anything I want. How beautiful is that? So every time you have a thought about him, shift it to me. What do I want? What's going to make me happy? 
That's so much power in just that it sounds like a simple shift, but it happens over and over again. People almost become obsessed with thinking about how much better their ex's life is in their new world. And face it, there's no perfection in this world. They're probably having fights with that new person right now or dealing with, you know, stepkids or, you know, nothing is easy in this world. But think about that time that you now have to focus on you, right? What, that's a luxury that we don't often have. Even if what you want to do is, I always say to people, right? Sometimes it's Netflix and a thing of ice cream. Hey, that's self-care. If that's what works for you in that moment, it, you have the ability to choose those things. So I, I really think there's a, so much power in, in just turning the focus on yourself. Yes, except I want to stress that the Netflix and ice cream thing is better than drinking alone and overdoing it. I always tell people at the beginning of a divorce, try to really watch your drinking because you're susceptible to becoming addicted because you're so vulnerable. So you really have to be careful because you don't want to end up with an alcohol problem and feeling awful all the time and getting into this vicious cycle. So like even recently, I felt like I was like starting to drink all the time. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to take a break. And like, I didn't drink all weekend and I feel so much better. I can just sort of regroup. So I just didn't want people to think we're saying like, you should drink if you want to drink. I mean, if you want to have a glass of wine, that's great, but just be careful at the beginning of a divorce. Yeah, I, I, I actually I'm really glad that you said that. I have a wonderful episode with um, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen on the effect of alcohol on divorce, and we it's most of it is about when you're divorcing someone with an alcohol use disorder. But we do touch on that fact that when we're feeling vulnerable, when we're down, when we're anxious or depressed, alcohol can be very um, alluring because it numbs us out emotionally. But and unfortunately, it's and it yeah. feels good at the time. Yeah, but it's it's actually just going to depress you more and just going to take you down deeper. So I think that go for the Ben and Jerry's, not the um, Bartles and James or whatever, <laughs> even though that's a little dated. Sorry, everyone. Um, I mean, you talk about that focus, turning the focus on yourself. And as part of that, it goes to your next step, which you encourage people, for those who have children, to also take a moment out of every day and focus on your kids and the fact that, hey, without that relationship, you wouldn't have those little blessings in your life, right? Oh, my gosh. I I don't think I know one person, angry as they are, whether you're the most angry, bitter person, I don't know one person who regrets having their kids, right? So, you know, something beautiful came out of your marriage, even though it didn't work out. And my kids are grown. You know, it might be easy for me to say this, like, oh, enjoy every day. But it is really true. Young kids are hard work. I remember feeling exhausted, tired, just, just frustrated, didn't have a lot of patience. But those kids were the cutest, sweetest faces I have ever seen. And, you know, it, it's such a gift. And think about all the people who can't have kids and like you have them. And even though you're getting divorced, just 
find a minute every day to just appreciate and also to empathize that they're going through a hard time too. You think they don't know what's going on, but they definitely do, even if they're two or three years old. Your kids always know what's going on. But I like that you say it sort of retrains your brain because it gives you something that you are grateful to the relationship for. You may feel nothing good came out of that relationship, but in that moment, in that looking at your children, it it starts to retrain your brain for it. And we all know the power of gratitude. And if you don't know the power of gratitude, God, I have a million episodes on that. So listen yes. to that. But it reminds me of something, um, Christina McGee, my my friend who's the parenting expert, you and I were actually just talking about her. She always recommends to her co-parents that they put a picture of the children on your phone so that when your co-parent calls you, instead of their picture popping up, your children's picture pops up. I love and that idea. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yes. And, and there's so, so much power cute. in those little faces, as you yes. were saying. Yeah. Yes. And I have another really practical tip for people. If you are angry about your divorce and you're trying to let it go, every morning, just do this as a routine. Before you get out of bed, before you look at your phone, right when you wake up, just say a prayer or just acknowledge your kids and name each one of them, pray for their health and safety, and just close your eyes and have a picture of them in your head and what you love about them. And just do that for like 30 seconds a kid. And then then you can look at your phone. And if you do that every day, it will set the tone that your day is going to be good. Like people wake up in the morning and the first thing they think is, shoot, I wonder, I'm supposed to talk to my lawyer at noon. I wonder what he's going to say, you know? No, start your day with your two children. They're healthy. They're happy. Thank you, God. This is what I love about them. I'm so grateful. Please continue to keep us all safe and healthy. I love that, right? And and it starts your whole day with that gratitude moment um, to, to mm-hmm. guide things as opposed to, I also love that you acknowledge the first thing we all do is grab our phone. Um, <laughs> and look, what do I have in my day? Who sent me a text I need to deal with? Um, but taking that moment before you start your day. And, and you know, one thing that I'm always talking about is having a child-centered divorce. What more child-centered way you know, to, to have, to start your day than to be thinking about them. And then all of your decisions, hopefully, and all of your actions throughout the day will be guided by that as well. Hello listeners. So I'm here with a blatant ask and a chance for us all to do some good. We are so excited because the show is growing every week and we're thrilled to be reaching more and more people who need help as they journey through their divorce and beyond. We know one of the best ways for people to continue to find the show is through your recommendations and reviews. So if you would, we would be ever so grateful if you would take a moment and leave us a five-star rating and tell us in a review why you love the show. For all the reviews left on Apple Podcasts in August and September 2022, we will be making a donation to Rainbows for All Children, which is an amazing charity that supports children experiencing grief of all kinds through facilitated peer groups within their communities. 
You can get more information about rainbows at rainbows.org. And thank you so much. Stay tuned for more from Jackie, the founder of Divorce Girl Smiling, who's here to help you understand that anger about your divorce and to move past it so you can thrive in your beautiful beyond. The only time you should think about the past is if you feel like you're going to learn from it and do better. And just say, you know what, next time I'll know because, you know, maybe I'll be a better partner. Maybe I'll be a better partner for my new spouse. Maybe I'll be a better mother because I shouldn't have said this to my kid last night or whatever. Listeners, have you had a chance to listen to last week's special double episode yet? It features some of your favorite divorce and beyond experts sharing their most memorable cases. If not, be sure to go back and check them out. There are some incredible stories and some wonderful takeaways to help you through your divorce and beyond. And now we return to today's show. We talked a little bit about focusing on your ex and what's going on in their life. But another thing that people do is they focus on what went wrong and they focus on the past, right? They focus constantly on trying to either understand what went wrong or wanting to know everything that happened about the affair or about this or about that. And they're totally focused on the past. And you say, focus on today. Right. Because what good does it do you to focus on the past? It's completely unproductive. I should have done this. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And, you know, just it. there's no good that comes from it. Not one thing. Like the other day I go, oh, I should have taken all my money out of the market. Well, that's the <laughs> stupidest thing you could say. <laughs> shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. Right. You know, or anything that you did. There's a million things we all did wrong in life, but there's so many more things we did right. So just don't even think about the past. It, it makes no difference. The only time you should think about the past is if you feel like you're going to learn from it and do better. And just say, you know what? Next time I'll do, I'll know because, you know, maybe I'll be a better partner. Maybe I'll be a better partner for my new spouse. Maybe I'll be a better mother because I shouldn't have said this to my kid last night or whatever. I think that, I mean, there's there's the Instagram quote of the day, everybody. The only time you should be focused on the past is when you think you can learn from it. That's like right there. Ooh. That's a very, see, good. Little did you know how good you are. <laughs> you will be seeing that soon on the Instagram feed, everybody. But that's, that's, so very true. And that's part of what keeps you caught in the anger as well, right? When you stay focused on the things that happened and went wrong, especially when you're focused on what your partner did wrong, that's mm-hmm. where, what keeps you in the anger. Rarely are you focusing on what you might have done wrong or how you might have contributed to the failure. You're focused on your ex, and that will keep you caught in that cycle of anger. But another thing that keeps you there is you call it the what ifs. I call it thinking about the future, right? You say, stop saying what if. Right. And actually, I just met with this therapist who I think is amazing. And she specializes all in anxiety. And she said to me, saying the words what if, all that does 
is cause anxiety. A hundred percent. And if you, if you have a thought, like, what if I get in my car today and I get into a car accident? That's a thought that isn't real. A thought is just, is not real. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It all it does is cause anxiety. And why would you want to punish yourself and do that to yourself during your divorce? You wouldn't. If you love yourself, don't say what if. Right. There's not that there. That's another Instagram quote. I was just I'm going to go write that one down. If you love yourself, (laughs) don't say what if. Um, see that that's one of the reasons why I think your blogs and, and our episodes have been so popular with my listeners, because you have these great actionable insights, right? It's really easy to talk about things in these like broad scope, you know, things, but you have these actual golden nugget tips, as I call them, that can help people. I want people listening to know that I am not trying to be a know-it-all. When I just said I had a meeting with a therapist, that was a personal meeting for myself. I am still vulnerable. I'm still learning. I'm a person just like you, just like all the listeners, just trying to better myself all the time and just lead a more fulfilling, happy, healthy life all the time. And when I get anxiety, I'm susceptible to anxiety and that's why I went to see this woman and it was so helpful. So these tips, like some of them are hers. I can't take credit. Well, but you're sharing them. And I agree. I mean, anxiety, one of the things that we know is even for people who weren't anxious before the pandemic, the pandemic has increased levels of anxiety and depression in people to astronomical heights. You know, it's just everybody's worried about because we have real things to worry about. But it, you know, it goes back to your first one, the acknowledgement or the the being aware, the awareness. Once you're aware mm-hmm. that you're doing that what if in your head, then that's how you can st- stop doing the what if in your head, right? We don't oh. know what we're doing. So a practical tip, another one would be whenever you say what if and you hear yourself saying it, just say that is a thought that is not real. It hasn't happened. That's just a thought. It's not real. Yeah, that's it. Right. And and go back to focusing on today. Tip tip number five right? or no tip number four. Right. Just go back to what is actually happening today. That car accident that what if I get into a car accident later today? That hasn't happened. It's not real. What is happening today? What do you have control over? And how am I going to have the best possible day where I have enjoyment and happiness And also how I give back to the world and help others. So I really believe there are two purposes that we all have every day in life. And one is to enjoy life and find happiness. And the other is to give back to the world and give back to others and contribute. Do you agree? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's why we do these podcasts, right? It's why you do your podcast. It's why I do mine and, and the work that I do just to talk about the fact that divorce can be an opportunity, that it doesn't have to be the worst thing. You know, that's, it's, we're, we're very aligned. And that's why I think we find each other. And, and, you know, we have so many close friends in this space. It's because we want to help people. And I do think there's so much power in that, just in, in having a, a happy, healthy life. If you want to have a happy, healthy life, help others have a happy, healthy life. And you're going to find your life being that much better. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
And that's, you know, that's actually, I love how these are all flowing into each other as we're talking about it. Because the next tip is don't let your ex have the power over you. And everything we just talked about is how you reclaim your power, right? You are, you are the person who has the power over how your day is going to go, your actions for the day, and, and how you're going to, to go forth into that world that we were just talking about. And anger anchors you to your ex. Right. When you're spending your time being angry with him, you're giving him all the power. Does he deserve that? No. No. Well, think about the lady who told me the story at the cocktail party. Right. Her ex was very much in the room, even though he was not. And mm-hmm. frankly, I think I would have rather talked to him than to her in, in that moment in time, you know, because she was just so unhappy. And of course, what it brought out for me was the wanting to help her. Um, but that's not what she was looking for. That was not um, in the moment what she wanted to hear, what she did want to hear. And this is another thing. It's not on this list here, but I want to talk about it for a second because it just raised it for me. Anger is often met with telling that story and then wanting to hear, oh, you poor thing. How could or, he do Oh, that? he's such a jerk. Right? I can't even believe he sounds like the biggest jerk, you know, or something like that. Right. And, and there's no power in that either. Yeah. Like, why do you need somebody to validate you after all that time? Like, I, I agree that it's very... Need much needed to feel validating, validated at the beginning of a divorce. Like it helps to talk to other people going through a divorce, therapists, friends, family, and you know, oh, my husband cheated and he's marrying the woman he cheated with. Okay. And then it does help for people to say, I'm so sorry this happened to you. Um, I can understand how you would feel really upset by this. But at some point, you have to have be fulfilled in your validation. You don't need it anymore. You needed it at first. And then now you you have to find a way to get past that point where you don't need it anymore. Like you've passed that point. I think that's that's a really key distinction, right? Because it is. I mean, it goes back to what we talked about at the top of the episode. You have in many, 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 many of these cases, you have an absolute right to be angry. Somebody done you dirty. I mean, there's people behave. Wait, that's an Instagram quote. You've been done dirty. Um, People do crappy stuff in divorce and when Mm -hmm. relationships are not working well and when relationships end. I've been cheated on. Everybody I ever talked to is, you know, it's just, it's horrible. But at some point in time for yourself, you need to stop needing to be told that, yeah, they they were horrible. What they did was terrible because you don't, you don't want to be defined by what they did. Or you're right. always going to be that woman who was cheated on, right? Okay. So this is a good story. So I was in a relationship once and after we broke up, I found out that the guy cheated on me and I ended up, I was crazy angry. This was right after I found out. I called like three of his friends. I called his sister-in-law. I called like all these people that we knew. I think to this day, they still think I'm a psycho. (laughs) 
Okay. But I will say that that was like in the first few days, then that was it for me. Right. But I'm telling listeners, don't even do what I did because really, if you ask them now, they would be like, oh, that psycho has her own (laughs) podcast. Well, that's acting out in anger is often, I think, is I think there's some old wives saying or something about acting out in anger, you know, act in haste, repent at leisure or something like that. Hi, there goes. (laughs) At least she has clothes on. Yes. (laughs) I hope she's laughing. Um, You know, so it's one of those things you'll act in this moment of anger. And then, frankly, you you look back on it in time and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. Right. So there is, you know, there is a very, very valid period of time to be angry. But I think your last point is probably the one that people if they are still angry years out from a divorce or if your divorce has been final and you're still finding your your day to be governed by your anger. You say, you know, work out th- your anger in therapy or with a divorce coach. And I have to say, I think that's really a significant tip for people. I can't believe when I got divorced that there was no such thing as a divorce coach. That didn't exist. What a huge help that would have been. I think that everyone getting divorced should be required to have a divorce coach and or therapist. And I do think it's a tremendous help because what they do is they have a conversation like Susan and I are having and help you, but it's so much more personalized. It's all about you and your specific situation. And why are you angry? What's driving this? What are you gaining from it? What is it giving you? And they really help you to come to those those conclusions yourself, I think. But I don't think that there's a therapist or a divorce coach in the world who can help you let go of anger unless you really are willing to open your mind, have self-awareness and say, I love myself enough to let this go. And there's, Uh, I was just going to say, and there's another quotable quote because that's the bottom line of anger, I think, right? You have to love yourself enough to let the anger go. It doesn't mean that you're not going to remember, like you said earlier in the episode, but for yourself, love yourself enough to let that anger go, however you need to do that, right? Right. And also, I, I used to tell people, I told somebody this once, a couple people, I said, if you're so focused on how much you hate this guy, think about how big the world is. The world has millions, billions of people billions. in it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. The United States, millions. Yeah. Uh, I think we even have billions yeah. in the US Whatever. as well. <laughs> okay. Think about what a small little thing that one ex-husband is in this entire world. So that's why I tell people, if you want to get over someone, it's not a bad idea to travel because then you see this whole new place with all of these different people and you realize how small your little world is and how possible and the possibilities of meeting someone else 
doing whatever you want to do, having a whole nother life after this is a hundred percent possible if that's what you want. Yeah. And that's the focus on you and self-love and not, you know, it, well, it goes back to Jill Shara Murray, you know, the unstoppable power of let, letting go. If you can let go of the anger, but maybe not the lessons that you've learned. And, you know, I, I feel you know so much better having left anger in my past and being able to be focused on me. And, and I have a, a, a decent relationship with my ex today. I don't feel particularly angry or, I mean, neither of us behaved really well, I don't think. And I can look back and see that. And it's just not a part of my life anymore. And that's honestly what I would wish for people where mm -hmm. those emotions, those negative emotions can just go away for you and not have to be a part of your everyday life. There's no positive to them for you. Right. Well, I'll even say something, even a step further. I would have never believed this because I had so much anger for my ex but we're actually good friends. Like I consider him like almost like a family member. I mean, I would do anything he needed. I really, I haven't forgotten the things that he did that I felt were wrong. I haven't forgotten anything, but for some reason, I just feel like if he's the father of my children, he is like a family member to me. We're related. And I would make sure that everything, if he needed me, I would be there for him. I really feel that way. And and imagine the the feeling that that would bring into your life, listeners, if you could be in that place in your life rather than living in that place of anger. And I think people listening are thinking, no way. And 15 years ago, I would have said the same thing. I'd be like, you're crazy, but it is possible. It is. And it's all from focusing on you, following, you know, all these seven suggestions from Jackie and her her quotable quotes and her golden nuggets. They're every single one of them is really spot on. And it's a gift to, to be given these insights. I have to say to people, I wish I'd had this article back 20 plus years ago when I got divorced. Um because, you know, I think it, it was someone, and, and this will be my final little memory, but I think somebody finally said to me something along the lines of, when are you going to get over it? Like, we're, we're tired of your being in this angry place. You have a whole lot of life to live, Susan. When are you going to get over it? And that that's what woke me up. But so take this as your moment to think, do you want to spend your whole life angry? Or how, how would you like to move forward? Because you can look at Jackie. You can move forward. And, and do you love yourself enough? And do you want to be happy and feel you deserve to be happy? And letting go of the anger is going to get you to that place. He's not worth it. There, that was the last. <laughs> the last quotable quote. Well, this is, a, you know, a, a wonderful episode. I know so many people are out there who saw the word anger or angry in the title and clicked on it because they wanted to know. Um, so I know, again, one of your best, best um, aspects of these episodes is you have so many great tips that are easy or, or at least easily followed for by people. So Jackie, again, I, I really appreciate 
all that you're doing in the, the positive divorce space and to support people going through divorce. Divorce Girl Smiling is, was the perfect name because you are, you're, you're no longer really Divorce Girl Smiling. You are a Divorce Girl, but you've moved on to be, um, you know, just really a beacon of, of hope and, and support for people going through this process. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. So tell everybody how to find you, how to find Divorce Girl Smiling, all the different ways they can connect. Uh, well, Susan, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. It is an honor to be here. And I 100% feel the same way about you, the work you're doing, the podcast, the guests that you have are all so helpful to people. I, I'm so thankful that this is all available to people when it really wasn't when we were getting divorced. So wow. thank you for having me on. And for the listeners, I can be found at divorcedgirlsmiling.com where you can link to my podcast, my mobile app, books, videos, resources, professional resources that you might need and much more fun stuff. Yeah. Divorce Girl Smiling really is a community. So there's support there and as well as resources galore, everybody, and lots more of Jackie's uh, golden nuggets and quotable quotes. So be sure to go visit. And we'll, we'll I'll be waiting for the next blog to drop to see what we're going to be talking about in our next episode, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks so much, Susan. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.